Welcome to the Music Retail Show. Having conversations about the musical instrument industry to take you and your business farther. The Music Retail Show. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Music Retail Show. Man, we've got a great guest all the way from Ireland uh, that we're going to be talking with today, Ariel Poson. He's an artist, a guitar player, singer, songwriter, all-around great guy. But you know what? We have a conversation with him today about what it's like to be a touring artist and how that fits into the uh, music industry. You know what? It's just going to be a little bit different of an episode, but I think you'll absolutely love it. So just give it a listen, and we'll see you on the other side. Does half the cost and double the value sound good to you? What about Made in the USA? Franklin Strap is 100% American-made, and you get double the quality for every dollar you spend. Call us today, 615-791-7057, and get in the strap business. Franklin Strap. The soft strap. All right, man. We are back for another episode of the Music Retail yes. Show, and uh, man, you know what? Our guest today is 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 pretty pretty freaking cool. But you know what? We also have kind of an international call, and that's our first one that we've done. Yes, and actually, two firsts. What's, what's the other first? Actually, a recording artist instead of like a manufacturer yeah. or or a, a somebody who works at a. Uh, a brand or something that we do business with so it's kind of, kind of yeah. got two first going on yeah no that'd be very cool so but uh, anyways uh it'll be exciting for us because we've all we're always kind of getting the perspective of uh, music store owners yes, correct and now we kind of get a little bit of a perspective uh from the other side of the playing field that Absolutely. i think a lot of people will uh i think they'll dig i think they're gonna like it i think they're gonna like the artist we're gonna dive deep into what he's about and what what's really cool and i thought about this this morning is we're going to introduce him to a lot of people that may or may not know about him and i think that's going to be fun so yeah let's let's introduce our guest go okay ahead. uh this is ariel poson man uh all the way from ireland he's in ireland ireland man Indeed. very cool hey thanks for being hey, with fellas. us today man thank you thank you my pleasure thanks for having me yeah absolutely so obviously uh i've just got to know who you are recently know a little bit of your past uh, dude, totally dig the guitar playing, the songwriting, uh, listened to your Thank new you. album a few times. So, hey, man, it's it's kind of cool from that perspective to be able to hear, uh, you know, from a great artist as well. So, Thanks so much. I yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, you bet. You bet. So, hey, obviously what we want to do is, is we want to kind of get to know you a little bit more even, but uh, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell you, man, you know, why are you in Ireland? Uh, you know, what's going on there? But definitely start, go back and give us a little bit of foundation. Yeah, uh, quick summarize foundation. Um, come from a musical family. Both my parents are musicians. I kind of grew up traveling with them going to their shows, not playing with them, but I mean, obviously they're just way too young. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're going to have a three month old to try to pick up any instrument any, <laughs> any time before the age of six or seven, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I was, it was just natural that I would take up an instrument and yeah, basically I don't know what grade nine would be. Is that junior year in, in the States? Uh, or junior high or, or, well, yeah, it'd be a freshman year in the States. Freshman year, yeah. freshman year. So like by the time I was in freshman year, I was already starting to do gigs. Okay. Some paid, some not. I was in friends with bands. Sorry, I was in bands with friends. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from the flu, actually. So oh, man. Um, no excuses. Uh, and then, yeah. Now, basically, when I was done high school, I, I 
basically was fully dove into being a musician, sideman, session guy, whatever you want to call it. I was in some bands and was writing with people always. But my main thing was guitar player for hire. Okay. Play on my record, come on tour with me, do this, do that. And I did that for a very long time and spent a bunch of time in some other bands and got into that world. And then uh, two and a half years ago, moved to Ireland because my wife is studying here. Okay. And, and these days, I'm actually, it's, it's, it's kind of complicated. I, I'm, I'm more so between here and Canada most of the time. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm here nor there. Uh, but in that time of coming here, uh, I just found myself with some time and I was in this headspace where, you know, I never forced doing a solo thing, but it was always at the back of my mind as something that would be cool to do maybe, uh, but it was never priority. And it, I just jumped into it and it just kind of took on a life of its own and I'm too deep in it to look back now. Yeah. Assuming obviously you'd been writing songs maybe for, for years, you just never knew maybe what, what was going to come of them. Well, I, I have been writing for years and never was I writing anything, at least in, at the time, like it had been maybe 10 years since I wrote something. I said, I'm going to keep this for myself. I'm going to do something with it. And like I said, I had the time and I called up a friend of mine who ended up producing my record. And I said, do you want to just write for fun and see if we come up with anything? And sure, sure enough, I kind of came up with a couple songs that I was feeling pretty good about and then kept writing with some other folks, kept yeah. writing more. The next thing I knew, I just had a batch of songs that I was able to choose my favorites from. And typically how it always goes with people, with people that are writing songs. Yeah. yeah. So, so all of those people out there that don't know your background and uh, about you as an artist, tell them uh, your album just came out in, what was it, January or? Is January 11th, actually okay. two months and a day ago. Wow. Man, and tell them what the name is, where they can get it. Give them a little bit of information, because like I said, uh, we're, we're going to introduce a lot of people to you that have never heard, I assume a lot of them that's not heard about your music, but I think that they would cool. totally dig it. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you can find the record at either... Uh, well, first of all, you can go to my website, which is arielposen.com, A-R-I-E-L-P-O-S-E-N.com. Mm -hmm. From there, you can go to my online store, which lets you buy a physical copy. But if you realize that it's 2019 and you don't actually do physical copies of CDs anymore... <laughs> hey, it's coming back. It's coming back. Yeah. yeah. The, best, the best way to support is on Bandcamp. Okay, um, yeah. Okay. But I'm on everything. It's Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Google Play, whatever else. Yeah. Like, whatever there is, it's on there. It's not hard to find. Yeah. And it's called How Long. The record is called how long man i've given it a spin a couple times uh you know or you know there's that reference to that uh you know album or that record but um uh, i've listened to it a couple times dude great songs man great songs Thank actually you. get you is it get you back is that uh yeah. man come on are you using a baritone on that that kind of that? i am it's not, it's not a proper baritone um as in like a 20 what is it 27 and a half scale yeah. length guitar uh, it's actually a $50 Tesco, Tiesco Del Rey, which is strung up with, I use really kind of heavy strings because most of the time I'm tuned. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in low tuning. So that was tuned to baritone tuning, which is B standard. Yeah. That song. And that actually inspired me to, to have another guitar built, which is kind of becoming one, like my favorite guitar to play. And I've transferred a bunch of songs into that tuning just okay. because I love it so much. 
Which guitar yeah, is that? It's a Mule Resophonic. It's, a, it's actually a Strat with a steel body that's hollow. Okay. And it's just badass. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know much about Mule, so are they? Uh, tell us a little bit about them, I guess. Yeah, Mule is a company by my friend, run by my friend Matt Ike, and he's in Saginaw, Michigan. Okay. And what they primarily build is resonators, kind of like those old Nationals. Beautiful, beautiful sounding resonators. And he was doing um, these uh, mule casters for a while, which is like a tele style yeah. electric yeah. deal as well. You could get them with palm benders. You can get them without palm benders. He makes his own pickups. And they're really cool. But for the longest time, and I love tellies. I love tellies, but I'm... When it comes down to it, I'm like a Strat guy mm-hmm. and a 335 guy. I said, man, let's, get, let's do a Strat. Let's do a Strat. And after I did the recording, that tuning and everything, it really inspired me. But I couldn't use that guitar live because the pickup is so, like the gold foil is so microphonic. It just reacts to everything, which is really cool in the recording. But for live, it doesn't work. It's yeah. Actually. Mm-hmm. So the idea was that he could build something like a Strat, so it's the first Strat he's ever built, Strat-style electric he's ever built, and is usable, and I love it. Okay. I had a friend of of mine that uh, is a great guitar player that really digs you, and uh, maybe at some point uh, you can meet him. He's a phenomenal uh, session player, road player, great guy. And uh, last night I, I messaged him and, and said, hey, give me a question to ask, ask you about it, because he really digs your stuff. And that was what he wanted me to ask you about was the Mule guitars. For some reason, he just digs them. So obviously there's people out there that like the sound, like the look of it, and like the vibe of it. So I think that, you know, resonates with more just, you know, with a lot of different people. And the biggest, the biggest thing for me about that guitar is that um, it's just different. You know, whatever people are doing, it's great. I, but I just I have a tendency to want to just run the other way and try something. You know, it's not like I'm reinventing anything. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. But it is different. It's yeah. very different. And I just like that. Who, who, who are you talking about? His name's uh, uh, Jason Jordan. And uh, okay. maybe I'll have uh, uh, Ian send you some of his stuff. Uh, he's actually recording down the road. Uh, or I was going to bring him in here while we were going to do this, but he's a smoking, smoking player. player. Oh, yeah. um, and cool. uh, I, you would dig his stuff. And uh, I think your last time you were here in Nashville, he was in the audience listening to you. Oh, you know what? I think kind of a chicken picking country player. I, I think I met Jason, and he he sent me a bunch of video clips from it. Oh, okay, um, okay. Which was very odd. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, didn't have, he didn't have to do that. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. a great guy. He's no, he's a, a very guy. good guy. So anyways, well, hey, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just tell us a little bit, too, about uh, I'm interested what you obviously what you use guitar wise, amp wise. I know Sir is, uh, you know, maybe one of your main uh, guitars you use. But uh, maybe yeah. just kind of go through that a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've gone through a lot of guitars in my life and in these last few years, probably, you know, in the last five to seven years, I'd say I really, like I said, I realized that I'm most certainly a Strat guy and I'm most certainly a 335 guy. And maybe I'm not as much of a Les Paul guy as I thought I was. <laughs> so just stuff like that. And, and an, yeah. an SG guy, not really. I like Kelly. <laughs> yeah. 
not as much. You know, I've, I've honing in on what um, I really play and like. So, you know, I like I said, that mule is a lot of fun right now. Um, I love my that Strat uh, Classic Antique by Sir. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I always, I still have all my Fender stuff too, and it's fantastic. But yeah. a lot of things they had refined that was not quite there on some of the Fenders that I've played. And it's just a, it's a workhorse. It sounds great. It feels great to play. And, and yeah, those guys are great. Um, the Collings guitars are a big part of my sound as well. I have a Soco Deluxe and a 360 LTM. And the 360 LTM is basically always on the road with me. Yeah, I keep that one in open tuning. And it's, it's also, it's a bit of an offset. Um, I have these pickups in there called McNelly Stagger Swaggers. My friend Tim McNelly from Canada winds these pickups, and they're super great, super different. Yeah. They don't usually put those kind of pickups in it. And then uh, the Soco is kind of 335-ish, but mm-hmm. a smaller body and a single cut, very musical guitar. And then last but not least, I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, The Mockingbird by my friend Josh Williams. And he's out of uh, Temecula, California, and, and he, that is a, like a 335 you know, that stays in tune well, sounds great, feels great. Those are kind of all my, that's my arsenal at the moment. Yeah, okay. I love actually, to all the other stuff I have still. Yeah, we actually those saw, are my main ones. oh, good, sorry about that. We actually saw you at the uh, at the NAMM show. We were at yeah. the Callings booth, and you were with oh. Kirk Fletcher and, uh, and uh, Josh, Smith. Josh Smith. Were you playing one of your own guitars or one they kind of put in your hand there? Yeah, well, when we do those jams, we just get to pick whatever we want. And basically it comes down to first come first serve. So I had, I believe I was playing the three thirty. So it's called the I 30. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just supposed to be like a smaller body three thirty. You guys sounded great out there. That was my first time actually ever hearing you. And, uh, uh, the gentleman on the opposite side of you, I was closer to, Man, he's a killer guitar player, man. That was Josh. Oh, Smith. What's Josh. his name? Josh Smith. Oh my God, he's a good player. You sounded all you guys sounded great, but I know him uh, in particular, maybe because I was close to him. Man, he just had a good vibe about him. He certainly does. Kirk too. Those guys are. It's an honor. It's fun. It's a privilege, and it's intimidating and scary all at the same time. Yeah, playing with those guys. You, oh, guys, you guys sounded awesome as as a trio. You guys sounded great together, man. I I really we've enjoyed it. Now, sorry, sorry. We've been doing that now three years in a row. I think at the Callings booth. Okay, okay, okay. It's becoming like an annual little thing. Well, yeah, you, you had a great crowd there, and a lot of people are really digging it. So I hope you enjoyed it because we enjoyed it. I, you know, like I said, it was an oh, awesome. Yeah. Because oh, usually when we go on the main floor at the at the NAM show, it's like how many notes can people play, and oh my god, it gets so loud up there. But down there, it was very it was very musical. It was enjoyable. I found myself sit, yeah. sitting there and actually wanting to stay there and hang out. So I thought it was cool, mm-hmm. man. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Downstairs used to be where most of the boutique stuff. Was. Yeah. Yeah. So like most of the pedals, you know, more of the boutique builders. Um, Callings and like Loudon Bourgeois, they've all been there. They haven't left. And it's really the good spot to be because now it's primarily these random companies that are down there. And it's not as much, you know, guitar builders or 
pedal makers or amp makers. That's all upstairs. Yeah. So it's kind of like a breath of fresh air down there. Um, I feel like it, that main hall on the main floor is getting louder and louder each year. Yeah, um, oh, it is. It's absurd. It Man, what you... NAM is NAM is good. It's important to do for certain people, but after the first day now, the last couple of years, I go, I'm just like, whoa. It's overload. <laughs> I'm done. It's yes. a lot yeah. to do. Yeah. enough. Man, did you I, feel I a positive a positivity in the air this year? You know, there's, you know, the music industry from our perspective kind of goes up and down. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked a lot about it on previous episodes, trying to be positive. So, you know, the, the music industry has been on an upswing. Are you kind of feeling that when you showed up to the NAM show? Well, the NAM show, my experience is different than some other people. And I, I assume my experience is a lot like other artists that show up. Um, for me, NAM. Other than the fact that I, we all get to fly into California, and most of the time it's way nicer outside than yes. anywhere. Oh, yeah. Staying. So me coming from minus 30 winter, I was like, okay, already. In fact, I, I got off the plane with a friend of mine <laughs> who lives in Vancouver, but he was on my flight. And we get off the plane, hey, man, didn't realize you're on my flight. We're shooting the shit as we walk to get our luggage, and we keep, we're still talking, and we just get to where the luggage at terminal six is or seven, whatever. Yeah. And I just go, man, I need to just go. Like <laughs> we're in the middle of talking still. And we were still walking the same direction, but I just had to go outside and, and walk oh, even just for like 20 seconds. And then I came back in and said, ah, so anyways, I, uh, whatever we were talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To get off track there. My experience at NAM uh, is very positive because I get to see all the people and friends that I don't get to see all year. Yeah, yeah. People that I'm keeping in touch with, people that I have relationships, working relationships with, people I just know, you know, acquaintances, friends, other people. That we're all there at the same time, and you get to see all these people. Yeah. yeah. And I'm very fortunate, you know, that some, I get to meet other people who are just fans, and it's, it's exciting for them, and I don't expect that and i'm very you know flattered by it and it's nice to meet them it's a very positive experience for sure yeah mostly it's because i get to see all these friends of mine i only email with or text with all year yeah, yeah. Uh, you know and you know nam is obviously a time when you get to kind of it, it's all of actually all about community i know people are doing business and everything totally. like that but my goodness it's like you get to see great artists you get to meet new people you get to create new relationships but i do know you know, a lot of people, you know, Richard, you know, there's times when I've been with him in the past where he sees people you haven't seen in years. Yeah. And yeah. and you get 10 yeah, yeah. minutes or 15 minutes to kind of hang out and catch yeah. up and, and things like that. Totally. So. It is it is good. It, it, it needs to be – it is relational, but it needs to be more on the relationship side. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned uh, talking with people that you either don't get to see all year or contact, but it is a good time. It's it's a sense of family to me, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it's a it's – Amazing how many people I go out there and and you're happy to see them and you're excited because you, you're right everybody's gathered in the same place and the same vibe and the same intent is there and it's just man it's really yeah. I enjoy it I enjoy it yeah yeah and that's honestly that is the reason I go I mean I, I, I go and check out some stuff yeah you know but really I don't like if I see something cool, it's because someone told me to give it a look. (laughs) Like there's so many booths that I skip. I just go to where my friends are. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. 
When you say friends, is is a lot of your friends that you find are they in the industry as far as on the manufacturer side or artists or a, con- a combination of both? All of all of the above. All of the above. Mac- manufacturer side, the all basically all the sides. Yeah. Sure, sure. People that represent brands, the people that actually are building them, people that are you know maybe just artists, representatives of certain companies, other musicians. Yeah, it's a wide gamut of. Yeah, yeah. We're really interested too, um, from your perspective as an artist. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, your relationship with manufacturers. You know, you know whether it's Sir or any of the amp companies that you work with. You know, what's that like? What's that entail? Uh, tell us a little bit about that and how that works. Um, well, for me, I, you know, I don't do in terms of endorsements or anything like that. I don't really think of it like that. I don't think of, obviously you endorse a product of some kind, Yeah. but I don't do anything. I don't do anything exclusive. You know, there's nothing like that. I think of everything as relationships mm-hmm. and the people that I work with per se, again, it's like work with, <laughs> and what does that mean even, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, it comes down to a few things. Uh, do I like any, first of all, I think a lot of people out there, I mean, when you first start playing and you're, you're, you're doing gigs and you're, you know, the idea of uh, maybe having something that you didn't pay full price for or didn't pay at all for, you know, it's like, that's the dream, man. That's like, (laughs) and I know there's a lot of people out there who are just chasing, chasing tail, so to speak, Mm -hmm. anything. They don't even care what it is. They don't know what it is or care. They just want, Free stuff. They want something for free. Mm-hmm. You know, and these companies, you know, it costs a lot to build stuff. costs a lot to make stuff. Like, people have no idea how much goes into it. I know I know you guys do. Um, and these companies look at it like, well, what are you going to do for us? I mean, that's, obviously, that's the whole, how the whole thing works. For me, um, I'm very fortunate to have these relationships with, with certain brands. And, and again, the way I look at it is it's with products that I really are passionate about and like them. And more so than anything, the people. I, like the people that I work with, I, I hate saying that I work with because it it's not really like that. Yeah. The people that I deal with are Well, you're partners. They're, you guys like, are kind of partners. partners. Yeah. Like, I don't even look at them as partners or you know, anything. Like, they're literally my friends. Yeah. And we text. And we and we talk about stuff that has nothing to do with um, the gear side of things. Well, yeah. and I get that. Check so up on each other. That, that that's exactly right. And I guess that's kind of what I thought maybe was going to come out of you a little bit was is you know with Mule you know you, you dig the product, but man, you're also you know your buddies, your friends, and uh, you know totally. so you know it makes it all that much better to be able to work with. You know, Sir is obviously a great guitar company. But what makes it a, a, a solid deal is the fact that you guys have a connection, you're friends, you know people, you shoot the breeze, you talk about other stuff, and you just kind of do life together. Absolutely. And, and, you know, if I can help them out with something, great. If they, if, you know, and they'll help me out with something, well, with all these companies, you know, it's, 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 it's basically what it is, is having each other's back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's what it's all about. It's not about getting stuff, yeah. you know, that means nothing. And that's not really doing, uh, I don't know. 
That's my experience with it. Uh, I, I appreciate that point of view because uh, you, you mentioned there's a lot of people that their whole their whole game is to see how many uh, deals they can get or how much uh, uh, free, how many free items they can or partial deals that they can get and then you know I, I see it on the social media side where they say hey I'm in the Bahamas playing with this artist and then they list all the brands and it's it's kind of yeah. like and and you know part of me I, I roll my eyes because it's unfortunate. I mean, I want to see the artist play it because they dig the product, because they like. Yeah. Like in the case of you, one thing that I enjoyed was, you know, I'm a drummer, so this is a foreign thing to say, but the tone, I dug the tone and the vibe and the feel, because as a drummer, I like tones and feel and the vibe of it. So when yeah. I seen that, I go, man, this guy digs sir guitars. But he digs them, and he would play them if he was an artist for them or not, because he just digs the product. That's that was what I felt. Is that true? Yeah, for sure. Um, now that I've I've really honed in on, you know, what my sound is or what my voice is on the guitar, whatever you want to, however you want to describe that, um, it doesn't do me any favors to just play random things because someone wants to, wants to give it to you. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to feel like you're owing anybody anything. You don't want to, and and vice versa, right? Um, my complaint about it is that when it becomes more about business than the artistry side of things, yeah, it, it loses the vibe. Well, defeats all purpose. Yeah, yeah. and I, I heard in a previous interview that you did, you talked about how you landed with Two Rock. You know, as you chased, you chased a bunch of different sounds. You kind of went down that. You you mentioned, oh, I'm a fan of Stevie Ray Vaughan and. You know, uh, and, and John Mayer, you kind of did that whole Dumble sound, but you landed on Two Rock because you loved it. You loved the sound. Well, you did that. Well, Two Rock. First of all, with Two Rock, like I've been, I've been wanting a Two Rock for ever since uh, I really started noticing them, 2005, 2006, when yeah, when John Mayer was playing them, and it was like, oh my god, that's the sound. <laughs> that is what I need. And for some reason, you know, I spent a lot of money trying all the Dumble style amps that were not to rock, you know, Fuchs, Carolan, a uh, bunch of other ones. And they were all great. But, you know, I always wanted to rock. And then when the opportunity came to meet the guys, and they had sold, uh, you know, there was, there was a few years there where they were kind of out of the game. And then the original guys came back. And there's such wonderful human beings and yeah it just feels right because it's kind of what i've always wanted for my sound mm. those those amps so yeah man they're killer amps i'll tell you that much they're amazing yeah yeah hey um another thing that we've noticed that uh you know that you've been into is is uh and i'm we're extremely curious we kind of talked about it for a little bit is your online lessons. So in this day and age, man, lessons is kind of a big deal. Obviously, you're providing lessons on Skype. How's that going? Has that uh, been something you've been pursuing for a while? Uh, it's something that I've been doing, I want to say, for the last almost two years. I don't mean like two years every week I'm, I'm hitting it hard with lessons. Yeah, uh, I kind of just do it as a thing when I'm home, when I'm not really traveling and have the time to do it. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of do it in chunks. Okay. You know, I, I did some in December. I did a couple in January, early January, but then 
you know, I've been on tour uh, basically since mid-January till sun- last Sunday. Yeah. I've been kind of hitting it hard. So I, you know, I, I didn't do any lessons from mid-January till tomorrow, basically. <laughs> I think I got a lesson tomorrow. <laughs> um, so I do them in little chunks like that. Uh, you know what? I, I really enjoy it because I used to teach when I was way younger. I do a couple private lessons. I do some lessons at a lesson center run by a music store when I was way younger. And what it came down to was young kids who didn't want to be there, who were just there for babysitting from their parents. Mm. Oh. And you get the odd keen person that was wanting to learn. And I was just teaching out of a Sibelius that I wasn't very fun. And now all these lessons I do are, are people that are passionate about what they've seen or heard from me or from others, uh, co- other colleagues. And I get to do these lessons and talk to them about stuff that represents me and what I do. And it's pure and honest because I'm, I just talk about what I do and how I think of things. Yeah. It doesn't get more honest than that. So I, I really enjoy that. So, so do you open it up to everybody or do you have a limited pool of people? Uh, open to everybody. Um, yeah, you can contact me on my website or on Instagram or Facebook. Instagram or my website's the best, actually. Okay. Uh, yeah, basically how I work it is, you know, if someone hits me up and says, okay, man, can we do a lesson next week? And I can't do it then, I'll just say, no, but how, how's uh, this date instead? You know, and like, we'll just sort it out. Okay. I'm very curious, you know, as far as your students, are you getting people who want to kind of sit down with you because they're a fan and they just want to have a couple lessons? Or are you getting a lot of people that have been with you and they want to keep learning and keep learning and stay with you for a while? Yeah, it's a mix. I got some regulars that come back maybe, you know, biweekly or monthly. And then a lot of new faces every time. So it's a mix, the mix of both. Mm. Um, often, you know, someone will do a lesson and then they'll want to sit with it for a couple months or a few months. And I'll encourage that too, because really it all comes down to time and putting serious time into working on some of these things. It's not going to have, it might not be that much progress over a week or two weeks. Yeah. Mm. So it's different with everybody. It's different with everybody. And the crowd that you cater to, is it more of a, like an intermediate to advance or is it all levels? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I get some, I don't get any beginners. Uh, I've had some people that if you ask them, they may have said that they were a little over their head, but we always find a way to cater to the level that each person is at and find something that means something. And the idea is like, I want to just give information to people that they're not going to find online. You know, I'd rather inspire them or motivate them with the things that you're not going to read in a book. Stuff like that. Yeah. And that's a big deal. And actually, uh, you know, this day and age where, you know, you know, they they said a while ago, the guitar hero kind of died off, you know, and and I know music stores a lot of times are fighting for students and trying to keep lessons open and lessons is a big deal for, you know, lifeline for a lot of music stores. So, but, uh, you know, what do you think needs to be uh, like, how do we appeal to to younger musicians that are up and coming these days? I mean, obviously you kind of got a little bit of a, a niche going here, but um, if a music store owner came to you and said, man, I kind of dig what you're doing, what advice would you give them or what would you say to them that they need to consider? Well, first of all, with the use of you know these platforms like Instagram and 
and YouTube now, everyone and their dog is on there using it as a public uh, open mic night to basically the entire internet. Mm. You know, in terms of getting themselves out there, making a name for themselves. Um, it's never been easier for these people to just put themselves out there mm-hmm. without cutting their teeth in a lot of ways that everyone did pre Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Um, how that applies to, you know, shop owners and stuff. They've got an important job. And I don't think, I mean, I don't know that side of things. I, 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 has it been a, is there a decrease? And there can't be. Well, I think a little bit there is because of what you're talking about, YouTube and other platforms, to where some music stores don't see as much of the traffic of kids coming in wanting to be guitar players. Uh, they'll buy a guitar and they'll say, hey, let's sign up for lessons. No, we'll go to YouTube or we'll, we'll go do something oh, else. Yeah. 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 And there's people out there who make a living just online teachers. Yeah. And they do it and like they get it for free. They just, uh, uh, they just have uh, such a <clears throat> pardon me. It's such a following. They'll make the money from monetization or stuff like that. Um, there, I'll say the one thing you can't replace is an in-person lesson with somebody yeah. where you can really show someone physically and most importantly play with each other. You know, yeah. you can't do that over Skype. You can't do that over FaceTime. I'm sure that'll exist at some point when internet gets. 10 times faster than it is now. I'm sure we're not far from it. Yeah. But yeah, you can't jam together. There's, there's certain aspects like that that won't ever replace online education, online lessons, stuff like that. I can see it now, virtual reality glasses, sitting in the, you know, sitting in the room with you, jamming, playing some of your songs, you know, and you reach out, <laughs> and you're like, are they really there? Yeah, I know. Who knows? Maybe we're not too far away from that. So I don't know. I hope we are. <laughs> I don't want to get into all that crap, <laughs> you know. That sounds scary, yeah. man. Yeah, but also at the same time, though, um, you know, you obviously lend a little bit of, you know, people might see you play or hear you on an album and go, man, I would love to learn how to play that. So you're trying to, I would say, trying to deliver uh, as much of in person as you possibly can. You're willing to go, hey, listen, I realize this is over Skype, but you know, we can sit down, I can show you some parts, we can talk it through, you can ask questions. So there is a little bit of in-person touch on this, and this is why I'm interested in this. Full uh, on, full on. I, yeah, it doesn't even, you know, the fact that you can't play together does not matter at all. Uh, so much of the lesson is just explaining things, talking, um, and anything that could be shown or worked on specifically, yeah. you could do that with them putting on a metronome, putting on a loop, putting on a backing track, anything like that. It doesn't actually have to be both of us. In fact, it's even better like that because rather than, you know, comping a thing behind them and trying to listen closely to what they're doing, which is fine and great. I can actually just sit there and not even think about the backing track or the, and just focus on what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and that's great. Yeah. Um, I should say too, there's some lessons that I do that are just not a guitar in sight. And these guys or girls just want to talk and have questions about gear, career advice, this industry advice, uh, tone advice, like everything under the sun. And that, those are actually some of my favorite lessons. Yeah, I could see that. Just chatting. Yeah. 
It's great. Well, those are probably equally as important because a lot of times uh, there's a lot of information that people really want to advance their career, um, that the only way they can actually gain that knowledge is, is somebody like yourself. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if it's specific to me, if it's specific to me, then yes. Yeah. I do that stuff, so. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, also, um, man, we're interested, you know, from an artist perspective, um, you know, you grew up, obviously, uh, did you grow up in the 90s, learn how to play guitar and everything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the music store experience was different back then. You know, it's just, you know, you walked in stores. We've actually talked about a lot of, you know, f- funny, uh, you know, things that happen in music stores. Richard actually uh, worked in retail for several years and has a lot of great stories of, you know, whether throwing people out of stores and stuff like that. But anyways, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just a completely different world. Do you find yourself walking into music stores? What do you think and uh, compared to how you were younger, what it is now? Do you miss that experience? Do you love the experience? Just, just, just some, just some thoughts. I'm just thinking uh, what you see now. Well, I mean, just like Nam, to be honest, I mean, in Canada, the main guitar shop, is Long McQuaid. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Long McQuaid. No. Okay. It's kind of like the Canadian Guitar Center. Okay. And Winnipeg, where I'm from, has had a couple of different stores. They've had a, a couple like smaller mom-pop kind of shops that were fantastic. Yeah. And they were the type of places you'd go into because there could be something different or they'll have the same stuff for six months. But you go and visit with the owner and catch up. And, hey, what's new? Yeah, yeah. But at Long and McQuaid, uh, and there were some other bigger shops, and the one I worked at was a different store. So I, I just became friends with the guys that worked there because I'd work at Teach Upstairs. This was already like 11 or 12 years ago. But, you know, I'd, I'd teach lessons. When I'd have a break, I'd go downstairs and hang out with them, check out some new guitars, whatever came in. And... The, the guys at L&M, uh, yeah, you just develop a strong friendship with them. So you go and check out whatever they got. Or if you don't have nothing better to do, you just go there and it's a hang. Because yeah. you know there's going to be a few of the cats that you're friends with that are just roaming the floors with nothing to do anyway. They want to hang out. Yeah. Um, and that's really what it comes down to now. Uh, I'm very fortunate uh, that the the things that I do need and do use, I know all the people that I deal that deal the things that I need. So I just I go directly with them now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that being said, when I'm home and when I'm around, you, know, you still need a music shop to go do things. So again, I, I still go to L and M, see all my boys, <laughs> and try to, and get a visit in with them. Yeah. And then whatever I need to grab, I'll grab that. But yeah. It's about the hang. Yeah, yeah. It's important to me. So, uh, name some of the uh, the cities that you've been in. Has got the coolest shops. Um, you know, Nashville's got to be it has some cool stores. Where, where are some other yeah. uh, places that uh, have just great guitar well, like, shops? The people at Carter's are good friends. They're good people. Yeah, mm-hmm. love those guys. And I've, I've done a bunch of videos for them. Whenever I'm in town, I'll go shoot guitar demo videos for them, and mm-hmm. uh, they're really kind. Um, some of my other favorite guitar shops. Let me think. Um, well, in Toronto, there's Capsule Music, which is a great vintage shop. Um, let me think here. 
I guess it could be anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're drawing a blank. You're drawing huh? a blank, man. Or are you more of a vintage guy? Like when you go out, you like to look at old instruments? or You uh, you know, it doesn't sound like you're sitting there going, man, I want to see who's plowing new ground or try new guitars. You, you know, is no. vintage guitars kind of something you want to... I, whenever I'm in a shop, I just look at, I'm open to everything and I can kind of scope out what I'm interested in almost immediately. I just, you know, I'll go, I love like relic guitars for some reason. So I kind of find myself going straight to anything beat up, but <laughs> higher end. Yeah. Yeah. Would be, um, you ever tried Fano guitars? Yes. Do well, they Novo got, guitars. I'm sorry. Now they're called Novo guitars, right? Well, they they've got both, right? Well, we're gonna get too deep in into this conversation. Fano has a guitar company uh, here in Nashville, but Fano is also in Scottsdale, Arizona. I thought the one in Nashville, no, Novo guitars. I yeah. believe you're right. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, those are all amazing guitars. Yeah, yeah. Well, they do a whole relic series, you know, uh, a road worn kind of look that they look great. Actually, we have some. You know, some clients of ours around here that sell them and they do real well. But I, you know, I've seen them obviously in person, played them. They're great guitars, man. They look great. So, you know, I thought about them look, when you said. They sound great and feel great. Yeah. Kind of check all the boxes. Mm-hmm. And they're kind, of, they're kind of original. They kind of got their own thing going, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, when, when are you coming back to Nashville? We want to we see you. Uh, May 1st. How about that? Oh, well, okay. that's just right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Playing May 1st at Layman Drug Company. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to come out That's there. up in East Nashville, right? Uh, it's on the east side of town. Look, we're asking you about directions yeah, around yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't care, man. <laughs> Nashville, actually. It's not too far from downtown. Man, do you it's like... just far enough up. Do you like burgers? I love burgers. Man, yeah. you've got to go. There's a place called The Pharmacy that's right around the corner. I'm probably pretty close to there. If you've got time, go over there and have a burger. And, in fact, they've got this thing called the Beef Stroganoff Burger, and it is unbelievably good. So if you like a sandwich that's ginormous with a ton of stuff on it and it's kind of messy, then, man, you've got to try it. And if you don't like that one, man, just try like something there. So I do like that. That's uh, The Pharmacy. Noted in the brain. Noted in the I, brain. I, I normally strictly eat uh, just barbecue or like Mexican when I'm in Nashville. But well, then right across the street. this time. Right across the street from the pharmacy is a cool taco shop. Yeah. So you can get some Mexican food. I'm just going to eat every 20 minutes, I think. <laughs> you and, and if you want a good barbecue place, you need to come out and visit us because there's a great barbecue place over here. So. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, that's one of the things with Nam when when I when we go out there to California for something, it's like, I don't know, it's like when you travel, you obviously want to try the food and everything and you yeah, get excited and you find out that you're, you're eating like 16 times a day and you're eating like 18 pounds of food, all the and, food trucks out oh, there. It's, it's awesome. Just, yeah. It's just crazy. So, but, uh, obviously when you're in town, are you going to hook up with uh, Zach from mythos pedals? Always man. Yeah. Cause you he's use my, his pedals, right? I do. Yeah. We did a signature pedal actually just about just over a year or about a year ago. We did a, Oh. Kind of an Ariel version of uh, the Daedalus, which is actually discontinued at the moment, I believe. Zach's yeah. <laughs> uh, a good friend. Okay. He's a dear friend. Actually. He's actually going to be yeah. on the show uh, in April. 
Yeah, in April. So he's going to come on and talk give about talk about his business. Yeah, you have to give him a hug for me. You, yeah. I won't see him. I'll see him after that when I'm in town, probably. So yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, so please but, hug him for me. Oh yeah, we absolutely will. Absolutely will. So. But man, uh, you know, we appreciate the conversation, you know, and uh, we just we, we wanted a little bit of perspective. And I thought, you know, you know what you had to say. I, I just was really interested in your online lessons. I hope that goes extremely well, man. I hope that grows for you to whatever extent you want it to grow. And uh, man, good luck with the album. It's a killer album. And thank you uh, so much, man. I hope you keep uh, getting bigger and bigger and bigger and getting out and playing more and more and more. Yeah. So, and and to all of our listeners, give the website again and where they can get your record. Um, cause I think a lot of times music store owners, and this is why I'm bringing it back up. A lot of times they say, ah, there's no good music out there anymore. There's no, nothing to listen to. And, uh, and sometimes I hate saying it. I kind of fall in that vein, but, uh, when I, when I heard your stuff, I'm like, oh man, this is good music. So there's a lot of people out there that need to hear what you have to say with your guitar. So give us your website, uh, again, cause I think all of our listeners should check it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh. Arielposen.com, A-R-I-E-L-P-O-S-E-N.com. And then you can go to the store there, or it'll just it'll be a link that'll send you basically to everything. Uh, and on on all the other platforms, it's at Arielposen. So okay. I'm easy to find. Yeah, very easy to find. Uh, so we'll, well, we'll sound good around six or seven on volume in any music store, I think. <laughs> that's right. Go on, no. on repeat? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, man, if, if there's any way we can fit it in to, you know, obviously to meet you in person when you're here in Nashville, man, that'd be awesome. So, yes, I'd love that. So yeah. we appreciate right. your time. We really do. And uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully when you come out here, the weather will be beautiful. Probably be a little be. bit warmer than where you're at right now. So that's always good. Uh, so. Guaranteed. It's probably beautiful already. Yes. In my, my standards. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. it might be. So. Awesome. On March 12th, I'm, I'm assuming... For me, it's already T-shirt weather over there. Well, so. not quite. It's about fifty degrees, but the it's going to get up to sixty. I don't know, mid uh, low sixties today. Sun's coming out. Sun's Easy. coming out. It's going to be beautiful, Easy. man. Yeah. <laughs> what is it in Ireland right now? Actually, I'm curious. Um, I have to check. Actually, I go by Celsius. It's plus eight in Celsius. Uh, my might have to use Google to translate over. for us. Yeah, I'll do that. One sec. No, 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 it's okay. We can, we can try. He was being sarcastic. <laughs> it's 46. 46? Oh, oh it's not too bad. It's no, not too that's far, not bad. So. Yeah, it's not bad here. Yeah. But it just pro- rains all the time. Yeah, gotcha. it rains. wet. Well, it's going to you know? be sunny and dry, and the sun will be out when you get here, so that, that'll be fun. We promise. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Taking your word for it. <laughs> all right, right, man. All right. Don't let me down. Man, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming yes. on, man, and, and uh, we hope to talk real soon. Thanks for your time, man. Pleasure, guys. Thank Appreciate you for having you. me. Yes. Anytime. All right. All right, man. See you. Well, man, we just got done talking to Ariel Poston. Yes. And, uh, man, he's a nice guy. He was a really nice guy. It was a different podcast. Yes. It was different than anything we've ever done. Which I love. Which was nice. Yeah. Which we've been wanting to do and we'll do more of. But but it was good to get an artist that uh, I think all of our listeners will like because they're, I, I think he's a guitar player's guitar player. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, trying to get a perspective, trying to get a little perspective of what it's like for somebody like him, you know, to be on the retail side. Because, you know, um, um, 
he, I know he mentioned he works with a lot with the manufacturers, yeah, yeah. you know, or he has those great relationships. And actually, to be honest with you, that was a huge positive that he was talking about how, uh, you know, relationship was the most important thing. I'm glad he brought that up. He had a lot of high points with that. And mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of things that we forget in this industry, that it's more about relationships than anything. If we stop and reflect back on our ref- our relationships with the manufacturers and people, mm-hmm. we, would, we would quickly realize that, man, we have friends that we've had forever, and we have relationships with manufacturers that we've had for a long time, yeah. and how valuable they really are. So I really appreciate him touching on that. Yeah. And it's something we need to never forget, even a perspective from a music store owner. I mean, you know, he talked about, hey, he walked into a music store. I wasn't really sure of the story he was talking about. I hadn't heard of it. But, um, but you know, he said, hey, it was about the hang. I went there because the people knew me. Uh, we were friends. I liked it. I felt comfortable there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they knew him. And yeah. so, um, you know, it's. I think that's what we all have to strive for. Yeah. Every single yeah. day when people are walking in the store, uh, the doors of our stores, yeah. man, we need to be creating relationships because that's what obviously is going to help build, yeah. you know, that clientele and the business. Of, I think of it's a location. repeat thing that we say over and over and over. Maybe, maybe people out there listening <laughs> right. that don't have relationships will hopefully in the year uh, 2019 will get it. But yeah, uh, yeah. But we have a lot of dealers that do embrace that, mm-hmm. and their stores thrive, and their environment thrives because mm-hmm. of the relationships. What do you, what do you think? Uh, I was really interested. Um, you know, he he talked about it just a little bit, but his online lessons. Yeah, I think there's an aspect that's cool. I mean, from the perspective that you know, we're trying to obviously talk about how important it is for music stores to have lesson programs. Yeah, yeah. You know, so what do you think with with what he's doing? Do you think that well, contributes? I think it's different. Yeah, I think it's different. I think. Uh, it could be perceived from music store owners if they wanted to. They can get a little miffed about online stuff and whatever. But he he has a different audience, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, he doesn't have the beginner, not because he wouldn't, but that's not his clientele. Yeah. That's not his population. Um, uh, he wants people that are really, really into guitars and then want to invest time. And he said some of his favorite lessons, it was it was talking about what I would call life theory. It wasn't yeah. necessarily, he said he, they didn't even have a guitar in their hand. Yeah. Um, and he thought that was some of their best lessons. So there, there was a lot of value in in, in his Skype stuff that he does. So yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I almost kind of wondered if, uh, man, if it would be beneficial for him and Dave Claude to meet each other. I, I don't know. I mean, it could. I think I think Dave. You know, we've talked to Dave on here multiple times. Yeah. What three times now? And man, we really believe in what he does. Sure, he deals a little bit more towards the beginner, and we just like him. But he's he's kind of like <laughs> a stepchild <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, we just kind of put yeah. him under our wing. You I know? have to admit, man. If I if I and we're talking go, about Dave Clo, not Ariel. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> just so he knows that. Yeah, just to clarify. Just to clarify. But I have to admit, man. If I go went back. And I could thought, you know, I took lessons back in the 90s. I didn't take lessons for very long. But, you know, this whole concept, you brought it up of well, YouTube. The t- well, because is, the teachers were getting tired of teaching Welcome to the Jungle. Well, man. And, I mean, all you want to do is learn like Guns N' Roses riff, and they're like, come hey, on, okay, God. Well, we got to learn theory. We got to actually learn a little bit more than Sweet Child of Mine or something like that. What do you mean? Yeah. That encompasses all theory within one song. Well, probably not, but, you know, well, I at least have to stick up. It depends on it. what theory that you're talking <laughs> about. But anyways, but, we're digressing. Let's get back on to yeah. a point. But, you know, but if, if some Somebody like him was out there that I was like, like I saw him as a guitar player, and I yeah. thought, man, this is a great guitar player. I would love to learn that, it's, and it was available it, to me. Very I to, cool. I very would have cool. to admit, 
I would pay money Absolutely. to sit there and learn with somebody yes. specific. Uh, I'm not saying I think lessons in, in music stores all day long. If yeah. you're a student, yeah. you're a guitar player, go get lessons, go get involved well, in your cool store. Well, how cool is but, it if you are a... a a, a f- great guitar player that doesn't take lessons, you're kind of past that in your life. You're, say, you're a gigging uh, musician and you're you're doing gigs all the time, but you kind of hit a wall, and somebody like Ariel does lessons, and, yeah. and you can go in and take a couple lessons a year. How cool is that? Because oh. it really kind of gives you a sock of energy. It's it's a great idea. I love it. Yeah, I, you know, and I just, I, I, you know, I wonder to what extent other guitar players have ever considered that. Yeah, you know, know, you know, I'm not saying they need to have another streams of income. I felt like from Ariel that he was doing it because he actually had a kind of a little bit of passion yeah. to get involved well, he said in other he people's it. lives. Yeah, yeah. He enjoyed he enjoys, it. Yeah. Enjoys Obviously, that, so. he has a busy schedule, and if he didn't enjoy it, mm-hmm. that would be the last thing he, he would, would want to do. Yeah. do. So, but um, you know, I don't know. I thought he, I thought um, you know, thought it was a great conversation. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What else did you think of it? I mean, it's it was kind of like when we did Josh touched in, uh, mm-hmm. on drums and we were talking about bearing edges. Yeah, I felt a little bit of that today. You know? <laughs> well, no, I'm just kidding. No, he, we didn't even talk about. Yeah, we didn't even get yeah, too detail in the nah. in the details and stuff. But you know, it was just kind of nice to know, you know, from a guy, you know, a touring musician that, um, you know, hey, they. You know, music stores have got to sit there and they've got to appeal to guys like this. Yeah. You know, they've yeah. got to carry the product. They've got to be able to have options. They've got to be able to work with people like mm-hmm. that. So it's just I thought it was kind of like a just a nice uh, – refresher for people to be able to think about they've got to be uh, a full line music store across the yeah. board you've got to appeal to everybody yeah, sure. the beginner to the all the way up to the professional yeah, so i agree which, and and for all those people out there that feel that music is dead or there's not enough uh, really high quality mm-hmm. artists out there i think he proves that there is yeah. i mean you know i know from my stand myself um i've been listening to some of his stuff and and i haven't dove deep into it mm-hmm. but the stuff that i listen to man i really enjoy Enjoyed. I, yeah. I enjoyed his tone, his sounds, um, the, his songwriting's mm-hmm. really good. His vocal—he's just a good artist, man. Yeah. And it makes me kind of want to go out there and get it. So I may—I may be one of those guys that go to his website and get his his CD. I may man. get the in hand copy. You know. I'm well, gonna, I saw they were doing limited runs. You could get them. Uh, you could do one off. They're literally doing one offs of vinyl. So oh, they're not wow. doing mass yeah. production. How it's cool. like you order one, they press it. You wow. order one, they press Very it. Which, cool. which is you know, it's kind of cool. But I, you know. Um, uh, he didn't. He didn't talk a whole lot about his relationship with Josh Smith, but man, they've done they've done a lot together. We saw him at the Collings. Booth. Which, and yeah, he's dude, a, he's a guy that I enjoyed his guitar playing. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. They dude. They were just killer, man. Uh, all three yeah, of them were. Yeah, I, what's Kirk, the other yeah, guy's Kirk name? Fletcher. Kurt Fletcher. Kirk. Okay. Kirk. Kirk. Right, Kirk like Captain Fletcher. Kirk. Yeah, Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. He probably likes Kirk to be Fletcher. called that on the road. Yeah. I'm well, he was kind Kirk. of a big guy, too. I'm not going to call him that to his face, you know? So. Yeah, he was. <laughs> what else do we got? Let's wind down. Man, uh, man, I don't know. I thought that was it. I thought it was a great episode for people just to kind of just hang out and listen from a different perspective. Yep. So. And so give the website again. Do you remember? It was, Ar- it was his name, Ar- arielposen.com. So yeah. went to it, checked it out. Man, you can see all his tour dates. You can see you can buy all his music or at least get the links to buy all of his music from there you yeah. can see you know he's got a he's got a killer instagram 
uh, account that you can kind of follow what he's doing. Okay. Like he said, you can even go on his Instagram account and see when he puts it out if he wants more students. Like, hey, I've got a window open. Oh, very So cool. you don't have to go to his very website. Cool. You can just follow him on Instagram and awesome. be able to do that. Well, so, good. Uh, We're excited anyways. for him. He seems like a great artist. Yeah. Hopefully he'll stop and get a good hamburger at uh, the pharmacy. At the pharmacy. Mm. And if not, he'll go cross street and get some tacos. <laughs> yeah. So it's a win-win. Yeah, yep. can't go wrong. So anyways, right. man, great episode, man. Uh, yeah, let's do this one again sometime. Awesome. All right, welcome back, man. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Ariel is a great guy, man. He had a lot of, uh, you know, he had a lot of things to say. So he's be, uh, active. Obviously, has an album out that came out in January. If you love the episode, man, we appreciate it. Uh, you can obviously check out more episodes at themusicretailshow.com. We appreciate it, and we'll see you on the next episode. Own a music store or sell guitars online? Need more inventory to stay competitive in today's market? MIRC is the nation's largest wholesaler of quality used guitars. Visit www.mircweb.com to become a dealer today. Thanks for listening to the Music Retail Show.